Previously on the Fable Forge. She only told me that we have seven days to clear out the city. I'm more interested in how we can stop this from happening. We have to evacuate. Whether we investigate or not is really beside the point. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to my friend's house. Oh, oh, yes. This is a good idea. Okay, we're going to go talk to Winter, but I need to make a stop. Oh, no. I need something for stress. I mean, if that's what you need, that's in the back, dude. I put five gold on the counter. I'm going to check in with my best friend, whose name is Colby. You're going to go down that pit, aren't you? I'm not going to go down Yeah, you're going to go down that pit, aren't you? shut up. Me and Lenora, we both sit with our butts on top of the picnic table and our feet on the bench, looking out at the blue glow that's like surrounding the city right now. Our lives are here, you know. This is everything we have. I feel helpless. Do you feel helpless? I don't think you could have helped me with this. I wish there was someone who could. You're awoken by a voice. I can help you save this town, but I'll need something in return. I'll do it. Is your heart ready to be warmed by friendship? Is your mind ready to be intrigued by mystery? Is your body ready to be awed by magic? Then you're ready for The Fable Forge. In the beginning, she knew only that she was perfect. She lay in the warm waters of her own birth and thought of nothing other than her own perfection. It was utterly dark where she lay, but there was sound, a song drifting in from the nothing around her. She was deep under the ground, but a blue light began to shine around her. There was a rhythm of life and she moved toward it, unsure how she knew of her own movement, but sure of it now as she was of her own perfection. She was moving up, up, up towards the surface. She felt the life surround her, and she took her first breath in the wide world. She opened her eyes and found that she was perfect, and naked among the trees of a strange earth. The air was warm, and the wind blew at her long, wet hair. She spread her arms out to embrace the night sky, and then began to walk toward the lights of a distant town as it shone in the darkness. Corey gets up on what is now Monday? Start of the working week. But I'm not going to be working. Correct. No one's working. Everyone's you, packing no. up. You rebel. So establish for me, Elise, like, what do I wake up to in terms of, like, my house? So most of the things are packed. You've already, that was yesterday, remember? You helped pack. Yeah. Bundling up children, getting ready to basically stand in line outside to get out the gates. That's kind of what everybody's kind of up to this wow. morning. The evacuation is in full You're kind of eating bread and cheese on your way out yeah. the door. Right, you like know. portable-ish things. I'm yep. not sitting down and having a meal. Nope. Getting out. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, and honestly, Torin's uh, sleeping by the fire. Yeah, Torin's in the house, mm-hmm. so I yeah. might, I might actually go to Torin. Torin in the house <laughs> because we are becoming fast allies and. Well, sort of friends, but more like we share these sentiments. I have no idea that he, uh, you know, had an encounter with an exciting turtle last night. And I may never know. I don't know. What were you going to say, Elise? Stick boy. Oh, yeah. Since uh, I don't think I'm, I'm not leaving the house yet. Yeah, he still follows you downstairs. Oh, he follows me though. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. I thought you were reminding me to bring Stick Boy. I just am reminding you that he's there. That he exists. Cool. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you and be like, Stick Boy follows you, but mm-hmm. I wanted to... Uh... But he do. Yeah, he do. He do. Stick Boy follows me, and I love him. Oh, I, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, that whole dream thing that we keep yeah, having... Yeah, you had that again. I had that again. Yeah. So you had a dream last night about the same woman, but you mm-hmm. were not the woman... You were looking at the woman. She's surrounded by a blue glowing light, which you associate with the cavern that's been created by the mountains falling in. I mean, this is something where like, this is dream brain, like your subconscious. You don't see this woman's face. You just know it's the same woman. Right. You know, she's down in that cave, but it's dream logic. It's not like, oh, hey, I know she's down in that cave for real. It's like you're having a dream of the same woman. But you do have that sort of pull. Yeah. So the fact that I had the same dream, sort of, sort of like episode two of the same dream. Right. And I know Torin had episode one of the same dream. I want to know if he did, because it seems pretty relevant to what's on my mind, which is going into that mother effing pit. The pit. The pit. And so, so I'm going to, I'm going to grab some bread. I'm going to chow down on that bread. I'm getting ready to go stick boy in tow and I'm going to rustle Torrin away because he's sleeping by the fire, which probably surprises me, right? Like you're, you just like fell asleep in our, in the middle of our hearth. Yeah. Just like chilling. Basically. Cool. Well, oh, Torrin. And I rustle, I rustle you by the shoulder. Do you have shoulders? Uh, actually, I would be inside the shell oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe I bonk on it a little bit <laughs> just with my knuckle, like rap, rap. Torrin extricates himself from... Like sticks his head out. What? What's up? What? What do you need? Sorry to uh, disturb your slumber in the middle of our uh, beautiful home, but uh, I'm, I've got a like. You know how people in the morning look kind of drowsy when they're like drinking their coffee and they're not awake yet. I'm yeah. like that, but with bread chewing. <laughs> my clothes are muddled and my eyes have like still have sleep in them, and mm-hmm. I'm like, we got to get up. I have some ideas. And some questions. Is that right? Oh, well, all right. Uh, here we go. Hi, I'm Felix. Oh. I jump back and I throw <laughs> yeah. the bread at the wall and I say, what? what? That wasn't you, was it? No, it was me. You. Mm. So it was you. No, There's a tiny. It was not The me. tiny little toad hops out from the shell. He was nestled right by Torn's neck. Hops out. And kind of waves a little, <laughs> little hand at you. Waves. Yeah, he waves. No, too small. How small is this toad? Like my hand, my thumb, my thumbnail. What are we talking here? So like an inch, like inch a, and a half like a high. Thumb. I would say a thumb. A thumb. Thumb toad. Thumb toad. All right, thumb toad. <laughs> it's weirdly emotive. It's like kind of not real. Sure, like maybe a person that or a being that has decided yeah, to look like a toad but yeah, isn't a toad. Yeah, it's not a okay. toad. Yeah. 
Hi. It waves at me and says hi. It waves. Hi. Oh, God. Well, I I bend down on one knee and I say, hi. Stick boy comes and bends on one knee next to you. (gasps) Stick boy? Meet. Uh, I'm Felix. Your your Felix. (laughs) Yeah, Felix the battle toad. Torin, is this your uh, friend? Uh, Do we know him? Yeah, we're friends. Should I remember you? No, I'm uh, new here. <laughs> oh, he's just new in uh, town. Yeah, that no, makes sense. Uh, no, he's... Uh, this is the conversation you wanted to have right now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have to talk about who you're sleeping with, Torin, but I do think it's Ooh, a bit strange la, la. that you're waking up with a toad in your neck. Well, uh, It's a medical condition. You got a frog in your throat. You got a toad in your neck. I get it, I get it. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I had a strange night. Less, uh, kinky than it sounds. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I met someone strange in the garden last night. And, uh, that person, uh, passed Felix along to me. I mean, I guess I could say it was odd. Except it- that we just found a stick boy that I adopted. Of course, So honestly, yeah. no judgment, bro. <laughs> um, so stick boy extends a hand down <gasps> onto the ground, and Felix hops up and hops up onto his hand, and stick boy brings Felix, like, up don't, to, like, his stick eye. Stick boy, don't eat that. <laughs> up to his eye, and Felix touches stick boy, like, right between the eyes, and he's like... You're you're a powerful little thing. What what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Hmm. Then he hops up into Stick Boy's like little like crown of sticks that he has on top of his head mm-hmm. and makes himself comfortable. <laughs> and pats pats him on the head a little bit with his little toad foot. Huh. Corey just sort of looks at all that happening and and thinks, <laughs> uh, "Wow. Well, Torn, it seems our children are getting along. Seems to be." Did you dream last night? Actually, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Yes, I did. Good. Uh, but, but. Torin levers himself up. That's what it takes. Gotta talk about dreams. So it wasn't the same. It wasn't the, the impressions that we were getting before. It's more, uh, like I wasn't the woman anymore. Instead, she was somewhere and distressed and she was glowing blue and in a cave and I I saw her and she gasped or was afraid or had a sharp intake of breath and then woke up. I woke up. She woke up. I don't know uh, who was, you know, dreams. They're confusing. A blue glow. Did you feel any connection to her? Uh, it's hard to say. I, dreams are weird. Certainly, certainly. It just sounds like uh, the charge. You I know. mean, it sounds like the charge and the hole in the ground. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's starting to feel like almost certainly there is no possible way this dream doesn't have to do with that hole outside. And I apologize for all the negatives that were in that sentence. I think it made sense, but I'm not sure. Grammar's not my strongest suit. I don't wear a suit, so... Perfect. Uh, do you think... So that was going to be my first question, but you answered it already. That's Certainly. You had the same dream? I, yeah, I did. So I have two more questions. All right. Basically, I want to know, one, remember when Murdoch and... Sheridan burst in, 
beat up. Ah, it's happening again. You yeah. know, they said that sort of stuff. Yeah. And my mom was like, no, that's impossible. Yeah. Do you think they knew this was going to happen? They didn't seem to let on that they knew that, but at the same time, they're weird. What, they, what are they talking about? It's <laughs> happening again. They didn't mention anything like that. You know, they, they were talking about uh, the queen. So, nested question. Yeah. Do you think they could help? They seem sort of powerful, like a high level of power. Perhaps, yeah. It seemed like they might have uh, other things to be worrying about, but perhaps, perhaps. Best we could do, I suppose, is go and talk to them. Yeah, the worst they can say is no. Or yeah. maybe the worst they can say is, uh, whatever the words are when somebody casts a really powerful spell, they get you and you're yes. just stuck in a cage for an hour or whatever that one is. Yes. God, yes. I hate D&D. <laughs> so mean. Swipe cut to Murdoch going, no, no, we're not going with you. <laughs> well, we asked. <laughs> and then swipe cut right back to us in the kitchen again. Oh, we tried. Yeah. You know, Torin, uh, just between you and me, and it is between you and me, as there is... Well, Felix is here. Should we be worried about Felix? Like, what's his deal? He's talking to Stick Boy and is not listening right, to you like, at all. I don't. I don't need He's to know here. all the details about why Felix is here. But can he be trusted? Ah, uh, I met him last night. He, uh, Elisa, can I make an insight check? Do I trust? Felix. I don't know. Do you trust yeah. Felix? Do I, do I get the sense that I can trust yeah. him? Can I size him up with my eyes? I guess. He's like chatting incessantly to Stick Boy, who is a very rapt audience, as he has no choice. Ooh, yeah. I got a four. Oh, yeah. He's great. I've only just met him, but he seems he seems pretty choice. You can roll a, you can roll an insight check, too. Oh, I, actually, yeah. I, I should. Because that's kind of what I'm asking. I got an 18 on my insight check. How do I feel about Felix? He seems pretty vacant. He does seem pretty <laughs> like, straightforward. Uh, like a thing that doesn't have a lot of subtlety to it. Yeah, he's not like eavesdropping on you. Like he's very intently talking to sure, Stick Boy. Right. And if you tune in, it's like, and this book is a book about monsters. And monsters are bad because they'll hurt you. Like he's not paying you yeah, any attention. He's great. literally just what he appears to be, which is some kind of fae familiar, maybe. Right. If uh, you no know weird, enough sorry. about monsters to a little magical boy. Yeah, yeah, can I do a nature check? Yeah, sure. I wanna do a nature check and see if I'd like get it. If I get it. I get it. My nature check was a six. I mean, he's pretty obviously not a not a real toad. I mean, toad, if, you, that, if you, David, were looking at this toad, you would be like, that's not a right. that's not a toad. I don't yeah. know what that is. But beyond that, I have no idea. Could be magic something or other. He's magic something or other. But you trust him. He's really not interested in what you're talking about or what you're doing. He's yeah. focused on what he's doing. He seems pretty uh, incapable of uh, intrigue. <laughs> well, all right, at least we know we won't be getting any Game of and Thrones. And this one is about herbs, and you can tell that, look at the drawings, they're so pretty, and somebody took a lot of time. Like, he's just... Yeah. <laughs> he's just pointing at things and talking about them. Yeah. And Stickboy keeps knocking books off the shelf, and they fall open, <laughs> and Felix is like, and that one is... <laughs> In a way, I think they actually help to keep each other occupied. I, I, uh, do. Yes. I think Felix is 
if I were to make a list of the sorts of people I never will hang out with, Felix is, well, he's at the top now. Talking all the time. He is small and an animal, which I do like, so maybe I'll move him down a couple notches, but uh, <laughs> the incessant babble is not exactly my cup of tea. It seems to me that we need, I need to go down into that pit. Yes. And I'd like you to come with me. Oh, I'm right there with you. Absolutely feel compelled to do this thing. I assume we'd probably be bringing the children. Uh, can we <laughs> get rid of them? No, probably not. No. Felix would find us. <laughs> that's terrifying. He's a battle toad. Like I said, that's terrifying. I'm not exactly number one in the fighting and the slashing. And, I, you know, I can take care of myself, but certainly, I'm a certainly. bit worried that what we find down there will be more magical than I'm ready for. Yes, uh, however, sir. it is blue glowy, and that gives me hope that I would be able to withstand or manipulate the charge in some way if it were involved. Yeah, I haven't done a bad job of keeping the bandits away when I've been on my routes, but Ooh. it does seem like we might need something more, something more to, to help us out. Right. I mean, Sharon and Murdoch told us no, so... Yeah, and they know, really were our best bet. Do you know anybody else? I mean, I don't, I don't want to bring Lenora. Well, I talked to Colby yesterday, and yeah. he seemed... Pretty on the no, don't go into the pit side of the fence. It's not that I wouldn't love to ask him again, but I feel like the more we let on that we're going into the pit, the more danger we put ourselves in of being uh, sort of forcibly evacuated. Sure. We're, we're nobody. You know, we're, we can't make this call for the city. We gotta sneak down there. People can't know we're doing it. Right, right. So who would keep their lips tight. All my friends are, they're leaving. I mean, I, everyone I know is actually leaving. I would say Lenora, I would say Evie, I would say Daisy, my mother. They're all leaving. They're, nobody's going to want to come with us. They're already in line to evacuate. Yeah. Only ones are staying at the guards. Right. The guards. We can't bring the entire guard squad. All the guards. It's a brilliant idea. Oh, right. Not, not all the guards. Fine, fine. You you make the rules, Torin. Which guards should we bring? Wait. You know that one guard. Winter? Yeah, Winter. I talked to her yesterday. She seemed very cool. Well, <laughs> she is pretty cool. <laughs> Right, would she, I mean, I know she said, no, we shouldn't go down in there, etc., etc. Yeah, I might. I might be able to convince her. Does she owe you anything? No. I'm still working off a couple of things. All uh, right, all right. Here's the question. Do you think it's worth it to ask? I mean, she has, she, I believe she has forgiven me, so. Oh, not going to ask about that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, don't. Worst thing that happens is we get arrested, right? You're right. The worst thing that could happen is we could get arrested. Which, to be fair, we have to be worried about anyway. Right. Given what we're doing. So, I mean, let's roll the dice. Well. So to speak. Wink, wink, listeners. <laughs> oh, God. Roll the dice. I hate it. Thinking about it, she'll be off duty now, so... Uh, 
won't be approaching. We won't be approaching her in a official capacity, and she won't oh. be uh, duty bound to arrest us for our shenanigans. Duty. That actually will help. I think if she's not on, you know, if we are approaching her in a unprofessional capacity, right. she at least won't be, as you say, duty bound to report or uh, rat okay, okay, on okay, us okay, in some right. way. All I'm right. sorry, I just Hang can't on. get. Hang on. Are you going to be like this the entire trip? <laughs> like what? I think what you're asking, the question you're asking has a very short answer, and that is yes. <laughs> well, I look out the window. Well, she's uh, she's probably drunk by now, so let's do it up. Right. She, uh, she's the late shifter. Yeah. I, I, yes. I was like, drunk by now? Good God. Let's not ask her about anything. <laughs> but it's nighttime for her. That's it's, true. It's appropriate yeah. or whatever. All right. Let's go. Are you bringing Felix and Stickboy with you? Yeah. I yes. don't want to let them out of my sight. So, yes. I pick Stickboy up. Okay. And I put him on my back. As we have previously established, I have a like little Satchel. harness, a way to carry him around because I have decided that he is my friend for life. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what Felix does, but I put Stick Boy on my back. Felix is still sitting on in the little okay. crown of his head, sort cool. of peeking out and watching people yeah. go by. He's quiet. Like a Gundam. Like a Gundam. Yeah, he's in the Gundam of Stick Boy, and Stick Boy's on the Gundam of me. Mm-hmm. And we're all on the Gundam of the world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the middle of the podcast. Thanks for listening. We super appreciate it. We do want to thank iTunes uh, reviewer Kat for her sweet words about our sweet podcast. We also want to talk this week about Threadmancer. They have some amazing D&D themed race themed patches on their Etsy right now. And you should go check that out. If you type Threadmancer, all one word into Etsy or into Google, honestly, it will pop up. They are reasonably priced. They are beautiful. I ordered a couple myself because I have no impulse control and they are amazing. They also gave us a coupon code that you can use at checkout that is 15% off a $15 or more purchase. And that coupon code is FableForge, all one word. So please use that if you go over there to order something, even if it's not the D&D stuff. It works on anything. And they uh, they have some Parks and Rec stuff. I'm looking at a cute little axolotl. Some really cute things. There's some kinky things. Anything your little heart desires. They've got it. They're also uh, one of the local artists here that we will be commissioning if we reach our uh, $50 a month goal on Patreon, which will enable us to start paying artists for making merch, which would be awesome. So if you want to see what Threadmancer is all about, you should definitely pop on over there. Speaking of the Patreon, we would love it if you have a dollar or two to spare and you want to huck it our way, chuck it, throw it, make it into a little paper airplane. Ninja Star! Some people can do that. 
If you can only do t-shirts, you can keep your dollar. Oh, hey, also, I'm running the Fable Forge's Twitter, which is at the Fable Forge, all one word. I don't know that you can do multiple words, all one word on Twitter, which brings me to the point that I have no idea how to use Twitter. So please follow me because I will follow you directly back because you are amazing and I love you all and I want to see what you have to say. And I'm sorry if I hit retweet or reply when I'm not supposed to. Someone teach me. Dear God, please come over to uh, Twitter and check me out there. Our next episode comes out on Tuesday, May 21st. And uh, Silas, if you're listening to this, you should probably text me. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. So as you're walking, Felix says, Stick boy, tell him what you told me. What? Stick boy, you talked? Stick boy. And he pats his head. He's kind of like, hey, tell him what you told me. And he's like, he looks he looks up at you, Corey. I assume you're looking over your shoulder at sure, him. Sure, I'm paying attention. Yeah, and he's like, he talked, to, he talked to me. Maybe it wasn't out loud. I'll try to teach uh, him. I'll try to teach him. Uh, yes, sure. Felix, if you'd like to teach stick boy to read and write and do all the I mean I don't, I don't really know how to read oh, well, but then, I can teach him how to talk maybe that's good enough yeah I'll try yeah cool please, start off. please do I will say Felix thank you for respecting the fact that I unironically and straight facedly call this creature stick boy. I just, I can't get enough of everyone around me just sort of calling it stick boy without laughing or treating it oddly. I'm really into it. Thank you. Well, that's his name. I mean, you named him. I named him. It's a dumb name, but... I mean, Felix? that's what he calls himself. Don't make so. me pull this car over. I'm just saying, you could have named him something nice. You know what? I'm not getting into this. Instead of just Torin. what Tor- he Torin? is. Torin, does he have an off button? No. <laughs> I really don't know. Stick boy, throw. <laughs> Trying to think of a command. Stick boy kind of rattles his head a little bit. Like, not really convincingly. Like, oh, no, I'm trying to throw him off and it's not working. Oh. And then he stops doing that. Felix, uh, just focus on the task at hand. Teaching stick boy how to talk? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he hunkers down like a little rock and zones in with the stick boy. Oh, yeah, because they talk telepathically. Oh, God, that's terrifying. I like I like that as a walking montage. <laughs> Me being mad at Felix. <laughs> Felix trying to teach stick boy how to talk. <laughs> okay, well, we're at Winter's house. Here we are at Winter's house. We made it. What does Winter's house look like? Small pretty economical i mean the city's built up because you only have so much space where the charge exists so it's probably more like an Uh, apartment okay oh that's kind of a fun idea somewhere in the military district where all the soldiers are it's like a barracks yeah okay but she's um a private first class so she's a little bit above she doesn't she has her own room so we can like knock on her door yeah, it's okay. like a studio, a little studio apartment like you'd find in Chicago or New York or something like that. Like it's cool. it's not fancy, but it's got a little cot and a little kitchenette. That didn't make the right sound. <laughs> That's good too. We'll all do one. Yeah, fully. Knockity knock knock. That's mine. Rappity tap tap tap. Who, who the fuck is standing outside my door saying knockity knock knock? <laughs> 
Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah, you, yeah, you did. Yeah, shit in an American accent, too. <laughs> How embarrassing. Oh, you guys are back here again. What? What's yes, going on? What? Well, we're... We're taking a trip. Yeah, we're all leaving. That's kind of... Yep. Uh, we're not... We're not going the same way as the rest of the people. Okay. So last night, uh, winter, I had a, a visitor, and it was kind of weird, I will say... It was a turtle, as conventionally attractive as you might like to see. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm going to stop you right there. You guys come in and shut the door. <laughs> you shouldn't be talking about this out in the hall. <laughs> she sits down on her bed, which is just like a small cot. So you had a visitor. Yeah, well, and I uh, was feeling a little despondent. And I asked for the, I asked for help. Uh-huh. By saving the city, or just doing something about this whole mountain situation and somebody answered said they'd give me uh, power and you said no right cause that's sketchy as fuck yeah that's I'm just gonna hi winter me coriander hi hey, how's it going yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I'm gonna go ahead and say that's real cool <laughs> Why didn't you tell me about this earlier? You were just focusing on this little toad. Well, little toad. What happened? Okay, you know what? No, go on. You just like, this thing was like, hey, you want power? And you're like, yeah, cool. And then now you're like a warlock or what's going on here? I don't know. Cool. I don't, I don't know. All I know is he wants me to go down into the into that pit. Torn, that's sketchy as fuck. Yep. 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 So you asked that you made sure the deal was like clear and you asked him all kinds of questions, right? Because that shit sounds like fate to me. I mean, if I say yes, will it make you feel better? I mean, I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Well. Because I know you better than you think. Yeah, I totally did. Oh my God. I totally looked out. There was a contract and I read it all through and I have it in my head and I, <laughs> I signed it. Insight check. I got a 23 in my insight check about whether Torin is lying about this because I don't know Torin that well. There was no contract. <laughs> <laughs> he signed it. You you can tell he's just... Torin turns to you and goes, I'm lying, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely lying. Long story short is I need you to come down to the pit with me. Why? Because... Uh, Winter, I need you to come Because you're going to die? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have entered into a deal with a, a strange being. You don't even know what kind of thing it is? Nope. Torin. It looked like a turtle, okay? <laughs> it was late at night. It was late. It, it threw this weird toad at me. I was distracted. Was that before or after you made the deal? Uh... It, it's your familiar, isn't it? You're a goddamn <laughs> warlock. I... I don't even know what that means. You're a goddamn warlock. You made some sort of deal with some kind of like eldritch being and now you're like super powerful and you've got a little... I don't want to know. I Just <laughs> stop. Why are you telling me this? I don't want to go with you. It, this is dumb. It is. It's incredibly dumb. But it might work. What might work? You, me, Coriander, saving the city. Can I do a perception check to see what her apartment looks like? Yeah. 19. It's pretty sparse. It's well organized. There's like a fresh cut flower in a little vase. It's like a wildflower, a little violet or something sitting in a little vase. A few books here and there. Well, they're well taken care of. 
you know, her armor is oiled and her weapons are taken care of. It's a little depressing. Like, I feel all dormitories kind of tend to be, no matter how you dress them up. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. She's made an effort to make it look like home, but it's still clearly a dormitory. Sure. You, uh, you took down the posters. Used to have playbills, right? Yeah, I wonder why that could be. You really want to talk about that right now? Not really. Okay. Well, we're not talking about it then. Great. Corey decides this isn't going anywhere. These people are too good. They know too much about each other and they're not going to convince each other of anything. So Corey looks around for a little while and takes a deep breath and decides to insert himself into the conversation. Persuasion check of 17. Rolled an 18 minus one because my charisma sucks. And Corey says, we... We get it. Torin may have made some bad decisions. But what we know about those bad decisions adds to this palette of evidence surrounding this cave-in, this pit, this blue glow, and forces that care about this blue glow. This is not something that is just going to go away, and it's not something that we can just run from. I think it's a mistake that the city guards are evacuating everyone, and I plan on doing something about the problem. If you would like to come with us, we would welcome your help, your resources, your uh, expertise, a a tour of the pit. Anything you would be willing to give us would be wonderful, but we're going. I mean, I don't know any more about it than you do. That's the thing. And if I'm discovered, I'm fired. And this job's all I've got. So... Same on the first one, not same on the second one. But I feel you halfway. I mean, what evidence? I just... I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, I know your family Hmm. can, like, manipulate the charge. I get all that. But, like... Over the past uh, couple days, Coriander and I have been having the same dream. And Lenora. It's been... Dreams that have been calling us into the pit. Dreams about a woman. So your evidence is that you had a dream. More than that. It's also this whole weird warlock situation, I guess. It's pretty, you know, honestly fascinating, but it's beside the point. The woman has a blue glow in these dreams. Mm -hmm. The charge has a blue glow. That crack itself has a blue glow. And the true hold family, as you know is tied to the blue glow. Uh, you a, said crack. Yeah, yes, crack. I know, Winter, it's hard. <laughs> I laughed earlier when someone said duty bound, so believe me, I'm with you. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't think, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the city is going to do anything about this. No, besides getting all the people safe and getting right. them out of town, which you told me you think is a bad idea. I think it's important. There's nothing wrong with getting people out of a city, but there's also nothing wrong with trying to fix our home so we can live in it, you know, next week. She's like, all right, well, when are you going? Now. Pretty much as soon as we can. We'll probably stock up a bit on the sort of things we can eat on the road, but yeah, we're going soon. Let me think about it. Is that a, I ask to go over to my friend's house and you say you think about it or like it's a... It's not a no, just I, if I'm going to come with you, I have to gather things anyway. I can't just jump into the pit. There's stuff I got to get done. There's things that need to be, I need to do. People I got to check in with or I'm going to be missed. Well, what do you say, uh, Torin, Winter, 
that synchronize our watches at about noon, when the sun is at the tippity top of the sky, whatever they call that. Apex. 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 There it is. When the sun is at the tippity top of the sky. Are you going to be like this the whole the time? <laughs> we will meet at the crack. Yes. At the, at the cave in. We are going down into that cave. The ball's in your court to use something that Colby always says about fantasy football and I never understand. Kid's weird. It's first down and ten and there's a right. false start or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. I he's, don't... he's a freak. Who cares? All right. Who cares? That's what I say. <laughs> See, Winter, we could get along. All right, get out of my house. Colby sucks. Bye. <laughs> Colby sucks. All right, do you guys want to cut to the pit? Do you have anything particular you need to buy? No, I don't think anything interesting. The things that I have with me right now, let me declare to the world and the internet. Yeah. I have blacksmith's tools, a hunting trap, a dungeoneer's pack, a longbow, a couple scimitars, and a bunch of arrows. That's pretty much it. Like, I'm traveling pretty light. And then I've got a bunch of bread and cheese and some wine because I'm a nasty boy. I have a ball, so I have a big sledgehammer that I carry. Ooh. I have a light crossbow and some bolts. I have a weird ring with a sapphire in it. Mm. I have a dungeoneering kit. I have a mailbag full oh, of yeah. uh, dead letters. Mm-hmm. I have about five pounds of weed. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, I forgot you bought five pounds of weed. God, what a great cave this will be. Okay, so you arrive at the edge of this pit. Okay. And uh, the glow has sort of intensified as you've gotten closer, you know, the closer you get to it. Getting out of the city was a little tricky, but like, I think you probably managed to walk out the gate everyone was leaving through and and just cut, you just cut north as soon as you were kind of out of view of the guard and went through the woods. Yeah. yeah. And made your way around. It takes you a good two, three hours probably to make your way all the way around the city. Maybe that's why we set the time of noon. Yeah. In hindsight. And winter is actually already waiting for you. Yes! And you arrive at the lip. I I nudge Torin and I'm like, ah, I told you this was a good idea. Yeah. I didn't. You didn't. You know, your friend came through. She did. She's she's good. Hi, winter. Hello. Hi. How you feeling? Fine. How are you? Sleepy? No. What made you decide to, you know, do this illegal thing and get in trouble? He says, twiddling his fingers together like a gross little goblin. Sometimes doing the right thing isn't following the law. Ooh. And uh, my oath is to protect this city. It's not to follow orders. And you're both citizens of the city. And if nothing else, I have to keep you safe because that's also part of my oaths, I swore. I think that's pretty convenient. Yeah, right? So she's... For me, personally, for She's um, wearing chainmail and she has a, lar- a city guard shield that she carries that has the mark of their order and of her rank. So when you graduate to this higher rank that she achieved, you get a shield that has... Your insignia. Well, yeah, it's got a flame on it, basically, in a circle, which is the, like, elite city guard sigil. It symbolizes that she is uh, committed to this job and to this line of work. And she also, she has her longsword. 
strapped on her back. Yeah, she's ready to go. Yeah, where are you carrying Stick Boy? I'm a back you, you have a backpack on. Oh, he's in it. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so how how are we? Uh, she leans over and looks down this pit. Uh, so what's your plan here? I'm gonna do a perception check. My perception check is an 18. What do I see? It's a pit. Are there good ledges somewhere around? Are there bad it, ledges? Is there a cuts, jump down that I could do? It cuts under okay. where you're standing. And it's straight down on the other side. Probably your best bet is to tie a rope to a tree and descend mm-hmm. that way. So there's a nearby Yeah, I mean, you're in the, you're in the forest. Okay, perfect. Winter, as far as I'm concerned, ropes on trees are the way to go to at least get a look. Because we don't know what's down there. Like, it's just kind of a sheer cut. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, as you can see, it's a bit unnatural. Nothing I've ever seen before in an earthquake or anything so like that. So tie Torin and <sighs> lower him down, right? Because. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that sounds Them good. claws ain't made for climbing. He's not rope friendly is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. Yes. I think that's a, that's a good plan all right we better both roll strength can i help at all with this so we're rolling strength i, I mean to, i got 21 uh, to lower lower torrent oh, okay yeah. i see so torrent's fine uh, you can't assist there's nothing you can do yeah, can you talk no. me can you talk me as the dm into you assisting somehow with being lowered into this I mean, pit no you guys are already <laughs> basically assisting each other that's true we so we slowly lower Torin. What'd you down. what'd you get? I had twelve. No, it's fine. Not a one, basically. Yeah, I got twenty one, <laughs> yeah. so it's it's cool. Not dropping the rope is the key here. Yeah. We got two people. Torin can't be that uh, heavy. Yeah, about how far down did I go? I have no sense of scale. Three torrens? Ten torrens? Uh, do we lower him for 30 seconds or a minute? I mean, not much. I mean, we okay. can say it's like ten stories. So we lower him for a while, and then we hit ground. Mm-hmm. And you are standing on an like an incline. There's plenty of light coming in above you because this crack that this thing left is like miles wide because it literally swallowed mountains. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Torin, what do you see? What do your turtle eyes <laughs> see? I light a torch and I hold it up and I look around. A <laughs> uh, lot of dark. What? So, sorry, it's it's about ten stories down. What what did you say? What? <laughs> we're coming down. Yeah, we're coming down. I got a 13 for athletics. Okay, you're rolling athletics to climb down? Yes. Okay, it's good to declare these things I for the I am rolling for the athletics so, to climb So they know down. what's happening. I will also roll my athletics because that's what we use to climb down caves. This seems hard, so I hope I don't roll bad. Yeah, 17. That's perfectly fine. Oh, BB. It's not, it's not, it's not that hard. Is this kind of like a mountain? Cause I, uh, in what way? Because I'm a natural explorer of mountains. It's my favorite no, terrain. This is a cave. I know, I know. <laughs> it's yeah. like an inverse mountain, right? Yeah, it's basically like a mountain underground, but different. Yeah. All three of you walk along this sort of broken terrain down and down and down and down for miles. It's Whoa. it's hard. Oh, it's open above still because 
again, the mountains fell in, so you have mm. open sky okay. and sunshine still above you as you're walking. And so is this, uh, the slope we're going down, is mm-hmm. it like a scree field? So is there like a lot of boulders and gravel yeah. and loose? Okay, so it's kind of treacherous. Yeah. Okay, so let's make cool. some uh, like survival checks or something, maybe just for flavor to see like how uh, we do. What right, do you think? Because your your terrain is mountains. Because for- I hunt in the mountains that are also part of forest, but I go further up. Elise, would mm-hmm. we would this be considered his terrain since it's like we're not exactly underground? We're just right. Sure. It's not like we're in a cave no yet? this is the same yeah. kind of stuff you could expect mm-hmm. at, um, sure. from an avalanche or from right. like this isn't yeah, just like unfamiliar to you yeah so then let's say that i this is difficult terrain mm-hmm. but because it's mountainous in nature mm-hmm. Corey's fine like Corey's just like jumping over boulders and sure. like bouncing and stuff you follow my path and like i bounce on the right rocks and I avoid the right things and I point out little like pitfalls or loose things that I see and it all goes great. We walk for a good long while. For miles. So like hours. Yeah. As the sun's beginning to set, you actually make it to the mouth of this cave. <gasps> yes. You guys want to camp here? Or are we just gonna... We've got a few more hours before I think I'll be tired. I don't know about how you're feeling. I'm all right, I guess. I will say, uh, in this break, Torin uh, reaches into his mailbag, puts a little bit of weed on a letter, rolls it up. A letter. Lights it. <laughs> no. Torin. Oh, Torin. Awesome. Before we go in this cave, yeah. could I get a, you know? No. A no. bit of that. What? Someone has to be sober. Please don't. Wait, you're not. I'm I'm sober. I just would rather there were two people ah, who are sober. Your math was confusing. I'm well known for my math. There's the sound of running water long before you even hit the mouth of the cave. Okay. Uh, you, you step in and climb over a last little ridge of rock and you splash down into like ankle deep, clear, cool, glowing blue charge filled water that runs off into the distance and splits off to your left and to your right. Coriander, is this safe? I put my hand into the stream. It's like a small stream, mm-hmm. right? Like I put mm-hmm. my hand into it. You can step out of it if you want to. There's dry land to either side of it. I put my hand in the water after Torrin asks me if it's safe. I lift it back out and I like see if the water is still like blue glowy, like mm-hmm. separate from the stream. Is it? Mm-hmm. And I kind of like let it run through my fingers. Mm-hmm. It's just water. It's just water, but it's really blue glowy. Yeah. Huh. It's the charge. It's right. it's familiar feeling. You know exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Okay. I just say, huh. And I take Stick Boy off my back and I put him I put him on the ground. And I say, what do you think? He sits in it. <laughs> Cute. And his eyes glow bright, bright blue. He splashes his left hand in the water and he looks up at you. Corey, and he says, good. 